Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with It's Your Life. What are you doing with it? This quick podcast is for my praying brothers and sisters. Do you believe that your prayers will or are being answered? So many people pray and worry. You know, you can't pray and then worry or pray and then try to make moves on your own. You got to pray and leave it there. And then you got to thank the Lord for answering your prayers. Even if they haven't come to fruition yet, you still have to thank them. So I'm going to tell you guys a couple of things that have happened that um, just make me think God is so amazing. The first thing I'm going to talk about is, I've said this before, but I just want to really dwell into how crazy this is. But I told you I was working for this company, um, making really good money, and I was the chief compliance officer. And I was so much more than that. I was also like the director. I trained the chief um, operating officer. I was in charge of all the COVID test sites. I was in charge of the doctor. I, I just was everything to my boss and the company went under. He had so much money, but he kept blowing it and blowing it. And then God gave him a second opportunity and he listened to me not and blew that money until eventually I gave my notice in December. Last check I had was in September, but I was looking really hard for a job and I got a lot of offers and I took the worst offer I could have. The absolute worst offer I could have. Some of y'all know this story, but I lasted two days, left there, contacted some of the places I turned down. One of them was like, yes, please come here. Please, please, please. And it was the worst place I could have picked again out of all my options. And I lasted three weeks there. And I said, you know what, Lord? I don't know what's up with me, why I'm making such crazy decisions. It is not like me to not take a job and decide that's where I'm going to be for the the rest of my life. So if it's not meant for me to work outside of your purpose for me, you will block any job that comes my way that I'm about to take. Those are my exact words. You will block it, Lord. Your will be done in my life. If it is meant for me to put all of my efforts into led by motivation and led by motivation organization, Lord, you show me by blocking everything else. And I promise you guys, when I say the craziest things have been happening to me, first off, nobody was replying to my um, resume or my my job injury. Nobody. But then when I would get an interview, they would love me and I'd get a second interview. And a lot of these companies, they have three interviews, three or four. I'd make it to the third interview and nobody would show up. You know, I would always hear, I don't know what happened. I don't know where where he is. This isn't like him. I apologize. Let me call you back. A lot of them are Zoom meetings, you know. Um I'll reach out and say, hey, nobody showed up. I even got a job offer. We liked you so much, Miss McQueen. We want to offer you this job. This is your starting pay. 
This is your position. This is where you will come and we will let you know your start date and never hear from them again, ever. It's like God made them delete my contact information. You know, I'm reaching out, no reply. It's the craziest thing. So that happened to me five times. No exaggeration, five times. I made it either A to the final interview and one time a CEO didn't show up. Another time the COO didn't show up. Okay, I got a job offer. Never heard from them again. Went to a job interview. The lady was like, I really want to give you this job, but I don't think you'll stay because the pay is so low. And I told her, I honestly don't care about the pay. That's absolutely not why I'm here about pay. We do okay, blah, blah, blah. She was like, okay, I really want you then. Um, I'm going to call the regional and no matter which way it goes, because I want you here. And if she agrees, because our biggest concern is that you'll leave. But if she agrees, the job is yours. Never heard from her again. And the fifth, the fifth and, and final from a month ago, um, the fifth and final time, I went to a job interview. I drive all the way to uh, a place called Boca Raton. It's about a 45 minute drive from my house. And the guy says, well, the lady says, you are my choice, but it's up to my manager. The manager calls me and he's like, I really like you a lot. I can understand why she wants you. However, um, I'm worried about the fact you were in these roles before and this is this. I told him that's not a problem at all. This, 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 this. He was like, you know what? I really like you. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to call you back and give you all the details. Never call me back. Five in a row. All right. So what I did was sat down with my husband and I said, listen, I prayed to God and I really got to believe this is him blocking this because this is absolutely crazy. I want to put all my concentration into this um, 501c3 and how I'm going to raise funds for it and how I'm going to get this going and get my board together. The moment I said that to him, he said, absolutely, go ahead and do your thing. Everything started falling in place for me. Board members, I got me a doctor. I have a PhD. I have a, a, a treasurer. I have, it's crazy, the people, a, a politician, the people that are falling into my lap that want to be a part of this. Okay. Awesome. Then I find out it takes four to six months to get my 5013 uh, C3, which blew my mind because it's going to be hard for me to get grants and funding without that. So I decided, well, let me find a part-time job, right? So I reach out. All of a sudden, places I didn't reach out to started reaching out to me. And I told my husband, this has to be from interviews or from me putting my resume out well over a month ago, and they're just contacting me. And it was the same thing, y'all. I had an interview set up for Tuesday. I get half-dressed because it's a Zoom. I'm sitting in front of the computer. They never came on. I send a message, hey, I'm, I'm on the Zoom. Did something change? No reply. I Google, just to make sure this is a legitimate company. It is. Okay. I stay on the Zoom 30 minutes, nobody comes, nobody replies, I get off. 
I have another interview Wednesday, right? This one is on um, Teams. So once again, I comb my hair, I put on some lip gloss, I put on a shirt, sit in front of the computer, nobody shows up. Y'all, my whole point in this eight-minute story is I prayed and asked God to show me something, and he's showing me loudly and clearly that nothing is going to come through because that's what you asked for. Now, take your butt in there and do what you're supposed to be doing and work on this 501c3 so you can help other people. That is my dream, to help other people. If you know me at all, you know my heart is in it to win it. It's not in it to be rich. I sent this young lady a, a message on Messenger. I don't know why, but I had a dream about her, and she was famous. She was a star, and she was my friend. And in my dream, she invited me to her mansion. I'm in her mansion, and she's going to get my hair done. And she's just so happy and smiling and sweet and sincere and gregarious and um so I'm walking around and she's looking for the perfect hairdresser to do my hair so I sent her this dream you know I'm like hey I had a dream about you it was really weird but I tell her about the dream and two things she said I would never want a mansion and I would never want to be an actress lol you know it wasn't rude or anything she was just letting me know that's a crazy dream I wonder what it means so I looked up what it meant and it fit where I am perfectly but the whole point of that is, those aren't my dreams either. I don't dream of a mansion. And I don't dream of riches. I dream to see a better tomorrow for so many people. I want to see the homeless off the street. The ones with mental health issues getting help in a facility. The ones with alcohol and drug addiction and drug treatment facilities that aren't there to make a penny off of the person, but to help people genuinely. There's enough money. There's enough money to go around for the right thing. If we can have these dang on game shows, giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars to people just for answering a question correctly, hitting a buzzer quickly, spinning a wheel faster, we can pull people off the street and do the right thing for them. We can take our elderly and send people to them to take care of them in a place of comfort for them. Send people to read with them, sit with them, spend time with them for the lonely, able-minded, elderly people. We could take these kids that are being abused and give them a safe haven while we retrain their parents and break generational curses. I'm not trying to do all that, but there should be somebody trying to do it. And I want to support that. Right now, my focus is on the hurting, the needy, the, the, the as my church used to say, disenfranchised, the homeless, the, the parents who are on the verge of losing everything because they're making minimum wage the homeless, able-minded people who we can take off the streets and educate them and help them get a job and take them from homeless to hopeful. 
in their own homes. Take those people who did their time in prison nobody wants to give a second chance to and they feel like they have to go back to the ways they used to be and show them you don't have to go back to that way. We're going to help you. We're going to help you get a job and we're going to help you get on your feet. That's the route I want to take right now. Take our indigenous, our Indians and people who are being treated less than just because of their race, their nationality. And show them everybody's not like that. This is a place of love. I want a place of love and healing and help for the masses. And that's my dream. My dream isn't to be on a stage and live in a mansion and have 17 cars and doing nothing for society. People have different dreams. That's probably why I don't watch videos. That's probably why I don't watch reality TV. Put me on some reality TV. You know, I know that Lizzo is going through something. I don't, I don't, you know, I think I own one or two Lizzo songs, but I just so happen to watch, watch out for the big girls. And I fell in love with Lizzo. What she was doing was so positive. What she was doing was so different than I've always pictured reality TV being. And I watched each and every episode. And if you have never watched Watch Out for the Big Girls, you watch it because she was breathing love and positivity in people that other people weren't. Now, she's got money. So she also was, you know, about that money and life and all that. I just love the breathing, the positivity and help and hope for a better tomorrow for people. That's what I'm on. That's what I'm on. And I pray to God to guide me. And y'all, he's doing it. So needless to say, I won't be looking for another job. But I will say this. If you know somebody who's hiring part-time in a field, or I can volunteer. I don't mind volunteering. I'm your girl because for the next four to six months, I'm just going to be building resources, meeting with my board, seeing what next steps I need to do while I, I create my um, policies and procedures and protocols and guidelines. And I look for an office space and I look for vehicles and I have a feeling God's going to bless me with all that, an office space, vehicles to transport these people. Our clients, our family, future family, he's going to bless us with all this because I prayed for it. And everything I've prayed for so far has been sensible. And so he's given it to me. I've yet to pay, pray for a solid go-chain, a Lamborghini, a mansion maids, money I can go to the strip club and toss up in the air. I don't pray for any of that. I pray to be a help to the masses. And I pray that when I leave this earth, that that legacy lives on here. Y'all, if you don't believe in prayer, I promise you, it's real. 
even me being in Florida, one day I'll tell you that story. Me being in Florida was nothing but God talking to somebody else, getting me here. And everything that that person told me, that's how I got Apollo in my life, by the way, has come to fruition. All of it. Everything. Everything. I have seen people healed from our prayer. Stage four cancer, go in for, for chemo, and the doctor's like, what cancer? Kidney failure, and they go in, and the doctor's like, what kidney failure? Skin disease, and we pray, and then they go back, and the doctor's like, what skin disease? Even if you're not a believer, what do you have to lose from trying? What do you have to lose? At the very least, you could say, well, didn't work for me. And I urge you to be patient when you pray. Just believe and wait. Wait on it. Believe in it and wait on it. And thank the Lord for it while you wait. And go on about your merry life. Don't have bubblegum fingers. Don't pray for something. And then pretend to throw it out to God. But it's still stuck on your fingers. And you're still chewing on it. You're still carrying it. You're still trying to work it out. What was the purpose of praying for it? Or praying it through? If you're still going to try to work it out for yourself, don't pray about it if you're not going to believe in it. If you're not going to release it, if you're not going to let God do his thing, why pray? You got to believe. Or why do it? You know, we've all been there. We've all been there. We prayed for something and then just didn't let it go. We kept trying to work it out, but still asking God why it hasn't, why he hasn't showed us favor in this situation, because you won't get out of the way so he can show you that favor. Get out of your way and let him do his thing. Just go. Whatever that situation is, you in a valley, pray. You know, valleys come and go. That's called life. Just know that you've been in one before and you came out of it and barely remember it. So you know you're going to come out of this one too. So keep it moving. Keep it pimping. Keep stepping. Don't get lost in it. Don't pray and keep wallowing in self-pity. You looking for that perfect mate? Don't pray for it and then keep complaining about how you'll never get it. That don't work. I have a friend who does that now. Ah, oh, you know, I just prayed and put it in the Lord's hand. And then the next message was, I know I'll never get it because this, that, this, and that. And I know this and I know. Okay, you prayed for something, but now you're doubting you're going to get it. So why did you pray for it? Because you're doubting it. That's not how God works. You pray for it and you say, thank you for answering my prayer whenever it comes. 
You want that perfect job. Maybe you're already in it and you got to change your attitude. He might show you that. Or maybe you need to do what I'm doing and do your own thing and, and, and get, out of, get out of that nine to five. But everybody doesn't need to be doing their own thing out of a nine to five. God will show you. This is just about prayer, y'all. Just believe. If you're going to ask for it, believe in it. Or don't ask. Don't tell people you're going to pray for them and you're not going to or you don't. Don't do that. People believe and they request your prayers and they believe that you're going to have their back. Don't say I have it if you don't. Don't say I'm going to pray if you're not. Go ahead and pray first and then say done. That way you won't lie because sometimes you have the best intentions. Somebody says I need prayer and you say I got you. And then you forget and you don't have them. So go ahead and pray. Stop right there and all it takes is a second. Lord, you see my friend's message. Father God, I pray that you answer their, their prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. All of eight seconds and you're done. And then type done. Or you don't even have to tell them you're done. Just do it. Everything doesn't need a response. As I said, this is for my praying people, for my believers, or for people going through something, but they believe in something higher. And if you don't believe and you listen to this podcast, once again, what do you have to lose? You might just see a miracle when you give prayer a chance. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's your girl, Sonia. This was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. Y'all can hit me up at Sonia M at ledbymotivation.com or ledbymotivation07 at gmail.com. Have a great day on purpose.